Hey everybody, Chris Harry with you on the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. My guests this week are linebackers Kyle Emanuel and Nick DeZudnar. It was a fun conversation with the guys. We talk about bouncing back from Sunday's loss against the Broncos and the selflessness inside the Chargers locker room. Plus, some eerie similarities between the two friends from their Movember mustaches all the way down to their college major. All right, welcome into episode number 12 of the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. Joined by a pair of linebackers, a pair of buds, Kyle Emanuel and Nick DeZubnar. Fellas, thanks for joining me. How you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having us. Yeah, good. Thanks for having us on. The stashes are the, the first topic of conversation, <laughs> man. I First of all, I went to the page, right, and I saw wait, it's Justin, Mikey Davis, Cole, you guys, and Nick's facial expressions in the Movember pictures are probably the the highlight for me yeah i mean i figured if i'm gonna be growing a really creepy mustache i might as well make the photos just as creepy so (laughs) i like to spice it up each week with the photo so i i don't know we got to shave tonight we got to take another photo tomorrow so hopefully it'll be even a better photo tomorrow objectively who's got the best stash at this point i mean back nine in november i i i can't lie nick has a better stash than me i'm not gonna i mean i should i did just admit it but it's hard for me to admit but he does grow better facial hair than me mine has a couple you know it's a little patchy and stuff but you know it's it's all for fun it's a skill yeah and and it's the thought that have you guys ever done that before november no, I've I've done the full not. beard. I haven't done a full mustache. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll grow out the beard occasionally and see how long I can grow that out, but never just the stash. It's it's an awesome cause. The thing is, I can't I can't do it. Oh, like yeah. it'll look okay. it'll look real suspect right. if I grow a mustache. Yeah, my big thing is um, my wife. She you know the first couple of weeks she um, she was not a fan of it at all. But I think yeah. it was like last night. She's like, I'm actually getting used to the stash. I'm like, oh wow, I'm gonna be keeping this thing yeah. for a little longer. Twenty, yeah. 20 yeah. days in. Yeah, yeah. December fifth hits, and uh, and Nick still got the stash. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, then we if we start you know keep rolling and keep winning and stuff like that, I'm gonna have to keep the stash you know all season if we have to. Absolutely. Well, yeah. you know, it starts Sunday. You, right. you, you win Sunday into we're, December. We're going. The right. stash has to keep it's rolling. Like, it's like hockey, you know, playoff hockey when they yeah. can't shave their beard or anything yeah. like that. It's gonna turn into that for sure. You play hockey, right? Yeah, yeah I grew up playing hockey, but that's where all my superstitions come from. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I read that you were a better hockey player than football player, in your opinion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, hockey was um, definitely my first love, and it came to the point to where you had to choose, you know, college football or take the take the hockey path and possibly move to Canada or the East Coast, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, my dad didn't really want me to go. He didn't want me to move far away, so we had, I ended up going to his alma mater to play football, and obviously it's panned out for me, but I, I still love hockey a lot. Well, you guys started 2015. Is, is that when you guys met in 2015? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was we we met uh, in the old uh, hotel there. <laughs> what, what was the hotel? Was but we that? had similar connections. Like uh, um, yeah, my college D line coach ended up coaching oh, him, yeah. so we had a yeah. connection through John that and Kane. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So we met. Yeah, that hotel, yeah. and then it's been fate. We've been good buddies ever since. Yeah, I mean, well, I, we. Obviously, you know, the similarities there, we kind of hit it off both being linebackers, both being FCS FCS linebackers, yeah. Underlooked guys. Um, And then we were both up for a Buck Buchanan Award together. Yeah, you won it and you got sixth, right? Had to bring that up, huh, Kyle? (laughs) I got a better stash, but you got the Buck Buchanan. It's an honor to be nominated, though. No, it was. Yeah, it was good. I just had to. Uh, And then uh, our birthdays are a day apart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
We both have four siblings. I mean, two boys, two girls. So there, there is some. Kind some of it weird is weird. Well, you know what else is weird? You guys didn't even mention this because I, I was just doing a little bit of research. Both construction management majors. Oh, yeah. yeah, forgot about that. Uh, yeah, That's wild. Both construction management yeah, majors. Both, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I was like, all right, I'm gonna ask Nick about construction management, and I'm gonna ask Kyle about. Construction management right. <laughs> is crazy. I, didn't even, I forgot about that. That too. is crazy. So did you guys meet at the Combine at all or just first first time with the Chargers? Uh, first time with the Chargers. Yeah. This is crazy, man. Yeah. We didn't didn't even know each other before uh-uh. we got here. Yeah. Kyle, you went to North Dakota State. And you won four straight FCS titles. Yeah. That's insane, dude. I know. And the the thing that's even more insane is it's still going. I mean, they were, they were 11-0 yeah. this year. They had the number one seed. I mean, we lost, we've lost. we lost one. So we won six out of seven. Was Wentz seven. there at all? Was he like a freshman? or? Yeah, no. I was with Carson for four years. Um, and the crazy thing about Carson, he was uh, a backup for two years. He redshirted and he was a backup for two years. Didn't start till he was a junior. And then his – so his junior year, my senior year, was his first year starting. Um, we win. And then his senior year, he gets hurt like five games in. And, uh, you know, misses basically the whole season, comes back for the championship game. But, yeah, so we, we basically, we, you know, a lot of people think, you know, Carson Wentz went to North Coast State. And Carson, don't get me wrong, he was a huge part of that program and, and did a lot and continues to do a lot for that program. But That program has been established for a long time. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So it was uh, – it, it's not something you can ever think of, dream – I mean, who dream? that's something you do on a video game. You win four national titles and you lose three games. So yeah. it's uh, – I don't know. It's always been something that's hard for me to put into words, but it was an incredible experience, that's it, for sure. It's just wild because you, you come to the NFL, and everybody's got a story, right? I mean, you, you won that, that defensive player that you were in FCS. You were an All-American. You yeah. had something insane, like 167 tackles in a season. Yeah, yeah. How, like, how is that even possible? We had a good senior year, yeah. Um, no, but yeah, it was, um, it was nice. I don't know. We just got on a roll, and I just always got to the ball. You yeah. know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, it's good. I mean... You, uh, you draw some, especially FCS, you know what I mean? You have to stand out somehow. I know Kyle was like a sack master, you know, at North Dakota State. I was like the tackle guy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we both set records at our school for, you know, certain things and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, it's exciting. I think the biggest thing that – the only issue I have with Kyle is the fact that I have to hear him talk about North Dakota State all the time. Constantly? All the time. He loves it. Don't get, all the time. Don't get it twisted. We had, we had a little bet. Did Cal Poly, they played each other, right, this yeah. year? Of yeah, course. Well of course, NDSU beat them. And Kyle was like barely even going to give me the spread on the bet and stuff like that. We didn't have it for money, but it was just to wear a T-shirt yeah. of the other team. And Kyle was like so timid to even do something. I'm like, well, what are you talking well, about? Well, in my defense, it was the first game of the year. You never know. You know, there's hype. there's so always hype. End of August, know. early Coming September. Coming from the six-time national championship team. You never know team. what team's going to come. I don't know most of the guys on the team anymore. Right. It's not like I followed their offseason. Yeah, I had faith in my guys. Yeah. But you don't know what kind of game – I. I had a strong feeling they were going to win, but I wasn't going to give Nick 30 points or whatever the spread was. <laughs> yeah. So. Did you yeah. cover the spread? Yeah, we yes, did. Okay. <laughs> exactly. By so 46, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah just throw, throw you know what's crazy, there. too, is, is, is Gus is a North Dakota State guy, right? Yeah. And when you were drafted, Gus wasn't here. So what did you know about him oh, I knew, coming, coming to this experience? Yeah, I knew about Gus probably, I don't know, my freshman and sophomore year of college. You know, people talked about him all the time just because, you know, he was an NDSU guy now coaching in the NFL and having, you know, having some success. And um, <clears throat> I just always heard about uh, how good of a speaker he was, how good he was with, uh, you know, the mental side of football. And, yeah. and then uh, he came here and I got a – you know, see it up firsthand, and it's incredible. He he's an incredible human being. He really is. He's a great football coach, but 
he understands so much more than just the X's and O's and, uh, you know, how guys kind of think and how just how the human mind operates. So it's been fun. It's impressive. And we always get to, you know, talk a little bit about the bison, obviously. So and I'm sure he, he knew about you, obviously, uh, probably firsthand just being part of that North Dakota State community. Yeah, actually, the first time I met him was uh, at the Combine. I, I saw him and I just I had to go up and, and say hello to him. So that's yeah, awesome. And uh, he actually came back a couple of times and, and talked at NDSU. So. Um, yeah, I've known about him for a long time. It's fun being able to work with him. I talked to Tom Telesco uh, during training camp, and we talked about like, who's the next Austin Eckler, right? Because of the right. success that, that the Chargers have had with undrafted free agents. Sure. And the first name he mentioned was your name, oh, Nick. And he okay. said, you know, Nick comes from Cal Poly. And he's like, it's not Alabama. It's no. not Oklahoma. He goes, but there was a moment in training camp where you made a play, and everyone was like, all right. This guy could stick. Do you do you remember that moment at all? This training camp? Was no, it was. I think it was when you were first oh, coming my out. First, yeah, one? your first year. Um, I couldn't tell you the exact play. Your sack I, and your weird little dance. Oh, maybe, maybe it was Arizona. Yeah, it could have been the Arizona game. But if it was during like training camp, I couldn't. I I knew. Was the dance just as impressive as the as the sack? It was what? Uh, oh, it was it was inspired by my little brother. My little brother had a little Sasquatch. Um, sack dance that he did in college that I kind of told him, I was like, if I ever get a sack, I'll do it for you in the NFL, and I did it. (laughs) Kyle was even in the photos. He kind of let me do my thing, and then it was pretty cool. That's awesome. But yeah, I couldn't tell you you if it was a game or something like that. I just knew coming in, undrafted, um, smaller school, I knew I would have to set myself apart somehow, and I was going to do that by hard work um, and being the most physical player I could be. I was always going to be a fighter and stuff like that. So I, I, I honestly got into a a bunch of scraps that camp, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just to show, like, hey, I'm not afraid to be a fighter. And I think special teams, that's all you do is fight. So I think that's why I've been able to carve a niche out in that. But There's, there's a lot of guys, too, on this defense that have similar stories in that, you know, I, I talked to Damian Square. You know, oh, he, yeah. he went to Alabama, mm-hmm. but he didn't get drafted. Yeah. And, and everybody in that draft class uh, from Alabama is not in the league anymore except for, I think, Fluker maybe. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's got a story. Everybody has a story, whether you come from a D1 school, an FCS school, yeah. to survive in this league. Yeah. Because, it, I mean, it's a week-to-week league, and, I mean, you have to scrap, you have to grind. Yeah. And there's never, there's never like, oh, we made it, or I'm satisfied. You know what I mean? Just it can't like square. Be, right? It's like, you come in every single day. Like everyone says, every single day is a job interview. You know what I mean? And it's like, if you're not performing the way you normally are, like, the chances are you're not going to stick around for long. Every day is a job interview, and you have to want it. Just the same amount, if not more, every single day. You yeah, know I think, what I mean? Uh, even you know, for us, when we switched coaching staffs too, you know, two years ago, yeah. that you have to reprove yourself all over again. Yeah. So you have a new coach, you have a new position coach, new head coach, you know, new coordinator. You, you're you're constantly trying to you know prove yourself and prove yourself worthy to you know stick stick around and um, exactly like Nick said, it, just because you made it, you know, year one, day one, whatever that that doesn't mean anything moving forward. So, mm. so it's a it's a constant grind to uh, you know. Keep improving and yeah. keep bettering yourself. These last six weeks have been fun. I mean, this first Monday was actually the last yeah. Monday since you guys had lost to the Rams in like September. So right. you've had you've had six straight weeks of exciting Mondays. And one of the things that Coach Lynn, I feel like, has always preached after these games is is reset. Right? Yeah. I mean, win, lose, or draw, you, you reset and you focus on the next game. Now that this one was not the result you guys were hoping for, how does that change? I mean, can you just put it behind you and, and you move on to Arizona quickly as that? Yeah, I think uh, a good rule, and, and this isn't unique to us by any means, but you always there's a 24-hour rule, win or lose. You can celebrate for 24 hours. You can feel sorry for yourself for 24 hours, but then you have to move on. 
And, you know, kind of like I talked about with Gus earlier with the, you know, how good he is with the mental side of football. Um, we already talked about that as a defense. You can't revel in your accomplishments and you can't, you know, sulk in defeat. So um, it's been 24 hours. We've looked at the film. We've learned. We've grown. And, and you have no choice but to move on in this league. Um, and I talk about it with people all the time. It doesn't matter who you're playing. If you don't show up, you have a chance to lose. So Every team in the NFL is dangerous. Yeah. So Any um, team you have beat. to move on. You have no choice. Yeah. And it's exciting. I mean, obviously, you shouldn't have a little more fire because we got beat, but I think we will have a little more I fire yeah. against Arizona. But that's the way it should be every week. You know, what it, I mean? it's the ups and downs of this league. The, yeah. the talent differential from one to thirty-two is so small. You yeah, know, you, you, could, you could look at teams' records; it, it doesn't really matter, no. man. I mean, you know, every team has their all stars. You yeah, know, what I remember mean? you guys went up to Buffalo, took care of business. They go to Minnesota, yeah, and we're up like twenty-four nothing yeah. on the Minnesota Vikings yeah. in Minneapolis. Right. So, so like. It doesn't matter, and and I think what I've noticed from this team is that you treat every single week like okay, we got to take care of business. It doesn't matter what the record is, doesn't matter who's on the schedule, we got to get a W. Yeah, I mean, there's you could start thinking of the big picture stuff and everything like that, but like everyone says, you know, you start thinking too far down the line. You got to take it one week at a time. You take it one week at a time. You're gonna and you continue to win one week at a time. You're gonna like the result at the end, and then when you're all said and done and everything's done. The off season, then you can look back and like, man, think about that week or think about this yeah. week. That's when you enjoy, it. and that's what Kobe was saying too the other day when he yeah. came over, which was pretty cool to hear from him. Seven and two. What do you say? Seven two doesn't mean anything. Doesn't right? mean anything. Yeah. Exactly. He's like, you think that you think you're, you know, if you guys think you're on a roll. Do you think it means anything? Everyone said it. Everyone's like, no, it doesn't mean anything. No. He even said that he's like, the accomplishment comes at the end when you look back with all your friends and teammates and enjoy it. You guys were in that room with Kobe last year too when he spoke mm-hmm. before training camp. Yeah. Um, what was it like on Friday to have him come to practice and uh, you're like, okay. You're right. Seven yeah. and two. We're just halfway there. Right. I mean, it's really cool for me. Nick, no, he's my favorite athlete. Of, of oh, all yeah. Time. Kyle gets all yeah. giddy. So over I love him. it. I love 24 I mean, was the guy for you, he huh? Was, he was my guy. And I don't really know why. Just someone when I was little, I think after Michael Jordan retired, I just kind of, you know, went on, went and moved on to Kobe. So, um, it's always cool for me um, and just to hear. I've always known that was one thing I really liked about him was how competitive he was and just kind of his mindset and how he went about his business. And um, so to, to hear it firsthand, you know, sitting, you know, 10 feet from him, it's it's awesome to hear. And, you know, hopefully he'll keep coming around. It's his, his work ethic. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's the one thing that I think I admire most about that guy is that you don't hear about all the things that he did at three in the morning, four in the morning, those right. legendary workouts to get to that point. You know, people think you can roll out of bed and be that right. good. And it's just that hard work that I think sometimes the fans maybe not realize. I know with Laker fans, you just expected 50 yeah. points every night. You expected right. a 40-point game. Uh, but he had to put up a 1,000 shots that morning to get to that right. point. And people think, you know, all this stuff, you see these great players and you think, oh, man, some of it is just God-given talent, you know what I mean? But what you don't see is the amount of hours people put in to perfect their craft, you know. And once you have someone that has the God-given talents and they put in the hours to perfect their craft, that's when you get the Kobe's. That's when you get the people that are dangerous. Yeah. Um, My big thing with Kobe, too, was I I liked how he says he motivated his teammates. I think that's that's really cool that I think stuck out with me was – how he could get underneath guys' skin to motivate them when he knew he oh, yeah. had to. That was my big thing. Um, I, when I was there, I, I lived through like the Powell and Kobe yeah, uh, yeah. years at the Lakers. Right. And he would always push Powell's buttons. Yeah. He would call you know like Black Swan versus White Swan. He would do all these things to Powell. And I think it, it ticked Powell off. Oh, but sure. in the end, it made him unstoppable. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't have won those titles without Powell Gasol. Mm-hmm. And, and it was Kobe kind of pushing his buttons, even in practice. I, I remember a time when... I think they won, the USA won gold, and they beat 
pal. And, oh, right. beat Spain. And, and I think, I don't know if he put, I don't know if he put the gold medal in his lock. He did something at training camp to remind pal that he lost oh, yeah. in the Olympics. Just and to get a little fire. Yeah, yeah just to push his buttons right. a little bit. And you know, you look at Pau Gasol, Pau Gasol's a surefire hall of famer. Yeah. And sometimes you need teammates like that to get you to that point. Right. Yeah. And that's what the good ones do. It's pretty cool. I mean, and I think we have that too here with the Chargers. You know what I mean? We got a lot of guys that that talk a lot of smack to each other at practice and stuff like that, all in good fun. But yeah. it's just you know what I mean. It just keeps people going. It's, it's like, all about competing, right? Yeah, it's all about competing. competition. It's like, hey, we're not just out here. It's not a regular Wednesday for us not to go through the motions. Like we're gonna make you look bad if you're not ready to go. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I love I love that. I love yeah. competing Wednesday and Thursday it, with them. Um, creates the a, yeah, it creates the, the kind of culture you want. In a yeah, team. and te- people talk a lot about culture, and it's hard to always define. But I think. Uh, you know, what we're talking about right there, just being a competitive culture and that, that accountability peer-to-peer is kind of what we've been seeking and what we've, we're have we starting and continuing to, to have here with the Chargers. Right. Yeah. And it's the NFL. You're going to have injuries. when Unfortunately, Denzel goes down. Yeah. You know, Corey went down Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where you, that next man up mentality, it's so cliche, but it's true. Yeah. And it, it sounds like this defense, and it looks like this defense, each and every week you have guys that have stepped up, um, yeah. whether it was – I go back to London, Adrian's tip. Uh, you yeah. had Desmond's pick six. You had uh, Isaac got an interception off the tip uh, mm-hmm. late in that Niners game. Right. There's been a different guy that has stepped up each and every week. You're not relying on just one guy to get it done. No. Yeah. No, you can't. And, I mean, we talk about it a lot, but football is the ultimate team sport. And, and our defense substitutes so much, and we have different guys rotate. The D-line rotates all the time. We have different linebackers in and out of the game. We have DBs yeah, different packages, yeah. yeah, different packages. So um, there's always opportunities for guys to step up and play well. And I think um, when an injury does happen and you have that kind of, you know, that kind of scheme or that system where people are rolling in and out, you know, guys are ready to come in and play. And, um, you know, I know Nick's, Nick's a guy that's always going to be ready to play literally any position. You could throw him out there at strong safety and he'll go do it. And, you know, I had to come in and step in for Denzel at, at, in middle linebacker and we had Hayes and he's always ready to go as well. So, I mean, in the linebacker room, we, we kind of, we're, we're all ready to go at any point. I know yeah. it's, it's the same way with the D line and safeties. And I think the cool thing with our defense, as well as the whole team, but there's a whole lot of selfless guys, you know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone genuinely wants everyone to succeed, which is really cool. You don't have the guy that wants, you know, all the spotlight heat, you know, obviously everyone wants to make plays, but the defense that we're in, you need to do your job for the defense to succeed. And you have 11 guys that do that. Good things happen. So it's pretty cool. And it starts from the top down, right? Coach Lynn, you, you mentioned just coach Bradley and just the communicator and the motivator yeah. that he is. How important are those guys? Just keep this team on schedule each and every week. Yeah. Gus is, um, Gus is pretty good about reading the defense, you know what I mean, as far as emotion and where we're at and stuff like that. I think Gus is a pretty positive guy, yeah. you know, as far as no matter what happens, he's going to have positive things to say when, you know, we could come in and just be really down on ourselves, but that's not going to help anything. Um, so I think Gus is really good motivator, um, really good at getting us back on track, and it's it's a nice thing to have, I think. Yeah, no, it is. He and like I was saying earlier, just about you know reveling in in your accomplishments, or your you know sulking in your defeats. He, we came in yesterday, and I think he could kind of tell we were down a little bit. Yeah, and uh, um, you know he he's like, you don't mistake this positivity for like it's okay what happened yesterday. Or it's okay, you know, for these little mistakes. No, it's not okay. But what are you gonna do? You gotta go. You have yeah. to move on. And you can't dwell on it. Exactly. And Coach Lynn's the same way. You can yeah. tell you know, he's not happy with 14 penalties, and he's not happy with you know the the little mistakes we were making. But um, he also understands you know we're still seven and three, and we have a lot to play for, and yeah. it's uh, it's time to to move on and move forward. Yeah, I think the moment you can realize that. 
you can't do anything about Sunday. Right. And the the mistakes that you did make are correctable. Yeah. All you can do is go out and prove it the next week against Arizona, right? right? Yeah. yeah, it's hard. It's, and it's hard to do that, especially in a game like that where yeah. there's like 15 plays. You're like, oh, just I'm one sure you watch it back and you're, you're, you're yeah. super frustrated. Like, oh, yeah. you know, it just it's like one play here or yeah. there could have decided that game. Yeah. But, again, that's, that's life in the NFL. And, yeah. and I think the resilient teams – put it behind them and, and move forward. And I think, you know, we kind of talked about this. I, th- I think that game was kind of, I shouldn't say a blessing because obviously we want to win every game, but I think we kind of, it's good to kind of get that slap and realize we can't continue to shoot ourselves in the foot throughout the game. The good teams will find a way to win, you know, and not, and stop hurting themselves to win the game. And I think once we um, do that, I think we're going to be pretty unstoppable. I think we, uh, and Phil talked about it to us yesterday, and we, we were kind of getting away with some things, I think, yeah. in that six-game run. Mm. Uh, just little things that we were getting away with and still winning. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of caught up with us. And it's so, like, you know, like Nick said, it's sometimes you need that to just be yeah. like, all right, let's 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 refocus. Let's look at every little detail. and, and Reset it and get back to our roots. Exactly. And let's go play ball. All right, guys, quick break. want to tell you about a rare chance for you and a guest to join the Chargers on the field before kickoff. You get two tickets to a game and a special VIP meet and greet with NFL analysts Matt Money-Smith and Daniel Jeremiah. Enter for the chance to win the backstage Chargers prize pack by going to chargers.com slash win for rules and details. No purchase necessary. It's open to Southern California area residents 18 and over. This ends January 10th, 2019. Again, go to chargers.com slash win for rules and details. All right, let's get back to part two of my conversation with Nick and Kyle on the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. All right, off the field, I got to ask you guys. Megan just walked in, and I know Megan's been to somebody's house to watch these Bachelor. Oh, it was uh, in the training camp. It was the hotel room. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right, so listen, I, I participated in these Bachelor Fantasy Leagues before. I've been, <laughs> I've been out of the game for like the last couple of years, but is this a thing? Is this like something we're looking forward to the next, the next season? No, I, I shouldn't say that. I've never watched it before. Nope. I really Who, haven't. Who's the culprit? Who's who started so, this? Colton Colton Underwood, Colton Underwood was an ex teammate of ours, someone we knew, another FCS guy um, that yeah. we came in with. Not came in with, but we he was on the chart. Okay, so you guys knew Colton. Okay, yeah. Okay, so that explains it, a lot. That's right where now. it sparked yeah, yeah. us watching it, and then it kind of spiraled. Had you watched it before? I have not. I okay. think I watched no. it like maybe once when I was like, like ten or whatever when it first came out. Like just. Because it was a new thing, uh, and not since. So, Derek Watt though, Derek, it. not because of. Oh yeah, Derek right. Watt. He will Vegas watch it every Derek episode. Watt. Derek Watt yeah. is so maybe he spearheaded. Derek this whole thing. Watt and his wife, they're for sure. Like, okay, yeah. it, it's on tonight. We can't do anything. Let's watch it. That's for sure. Them. <laughs> Yeah. I had buddies that, that are into it. it. You know, I'm not watching it for for real. Right. You know, but it, it's it's funny to to see you know what yeah. goes on. And by the way, Colton faces a, an uphill battle with yeah. with this with this bachelor situation. I I was doing I was crunching the numbers. There's been 22 seasons in in one couple's still like together. It, it's yeah. like it's like being one in 15 in the NFL. It's like it's it's not sustainable. Like, right. Why are we watching this? Well, you think yeah, you think about it. It's like what are the chances of you actually finding the person you truly love and you want to spend the rest of your life with, with people that were handpicked, not by you, and, and you're on camera the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I think things are planted. I, I think there's, oh. there's instigators, there's, there's people that are trying to th- sabotage. People were picked strategically to be on the show, you know what I mean? But 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I, couldn't. I they definitely. I think they they kind of steer things where they want it to go. It's not. It's they, not they know truly what people like to watch. TV, you yeah. know. But um. Okay. But yeah. I, well, I that, think that, that that clears things up. I'm glad Megan walked into yeah. it. So Derek is the guy yeah. that's really behind this yeah, bachelor it's Derek deal. Watt. <laughs> Derek Watt. Derek. He's, all right. We're gonna have to get Derek it. on yeah. to talk about this. He's gonna be. He's gonna be so mad. <laughs> we just we threw him right under the bus. <laughs> right under the bus. Right under. Sorry, Derek. It's okay. So what are, what are we doing? Off the off the field, what are we watching besides The Bachelor? Oh, I, oh man, uh, I'm really. You guys probably don't have a, a ton of time to. We don't have a ton of time, but I'm like a big like season person. Like fall, I like to watch all the fall movies. Halloween, I was enjoying yeah. all the Halloween movies. You know what I mean? Now it's starting to the holiday season. I shouldn't say in. get to Christmas. Kyle is a big person on like you can't even think about Christmas until November's wow. over. I'm, I walk the line a little bit. So, but once you Christmas comes around, I enjoy all the Christmas movies. Well, this weekend kind of. Gives yeah. you the pass to, to move right. forward to, to yes. Christmas, right? I, I gave him the pass. Said once Thanksgiving's over, then it's you can yeah, you can move on. But Nick is like September hits, and he's like it's basically Halloween. Yeah, it's pretty much Christmas. And yeah. I'm like, no, he's you got can't his pumpkin spice latte yes, ready to go. I, <laughs> I think it's just a big football thing for me. Like once camp ends, football season starts. I'm like, okay, it's fall. You know what I mean? So yeah. I start to enjoy the fall stuff. I get my fall decorations out. Same with Christmas. I love decorating. I love putting up the lights and stuff like that. You would think that we had like three little kids running around how much I decorate that house and then you find out just me and my wife and they're like oh that's kind of weird well like you grew up up the street right yeah and it's crazy that just the fact that like you know one to be in the NFL is a blessing and then the fact that I get to be in my hometown is even crazier even you know when we were down in San Diego it was crazy that I was so close to home now we're in my hometown it's just I can't believe the fact that I could think about that there was no NFL team in Los Angeles right right? you know so to to grow up in you know right up the road and play professional football in the place you grew up in it's crazy and even last night like i went over and stopped at my sister and brother-in-law's house to go see my goddaughter you know reagan i was playing with her last night it's just like i'm in the you know the middle of the nfl season i shouldn't yeah you know my family shouldn't be this close to me it's crazy it's really cool and then nebraska are your folks in nebraska yeah Yeah. yep uh family's still in nebraska my sister both my sisters in nebraska my brother is in texas um and I have five nephews and a niece, so yeah. I'm not fortunate. I don't get to see them very often. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to complain. I, I, I like living out here. I like uh, being able to, to soak in the California sunshine. Actually, that's one of the reasons why I can never get into Christmas out here is because I'm from the cold, the cold part of the country. And yeah. when snow comes and it starts getting cold, all right, now it's Christmas time. Well, that never happens here. So no, it's me, like I 70. I told Christmas, 70 on Christmas oh, That's day. why we can decorate early because whatever we decorate, that's what it feels like. So Yeah, I told Nick. I was like, well, no wonder you want Christmas. You can you can pick literally whenever you want. And it's Christmas time because it's the same all year round. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It's a little bit different for me. So it could be Christmas Day out here for me. And I'm like, this is well, not it, it could easily be like September 17th. Right. You know, yeah. you can yeah. confuse that with Christmas Day exactly. out in Southern California. Exactly. So for me, it never feels like Christmas, which is a little disappointing because I do enjoy, despite what Nick might think, I do enjoy the Christmas season. But. Yeah. <laughs> what's the, Okay, so was Christmas on a Tuesday this year? Uh, yeah, Yes. Yep, because yeah. we play the we play the Ravens, yeah. right? And yeah, something like that. Saturday night game. Right. So you'll have a, li- a little time for the holidays, maybe, Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, it's all up to the coaching staff. I'm sure it'll depend on how we um, can, you know, continue to do and stuff like that. I'm sure if we stay successful, I could see him giving us a little more time off here and there, which um, which would be great, obviously. But So know. if you guys weren't playing football, like, could you get a construction management company going? Like, I, I'm, I'm being dead serious. I mean, this is – Megan, I was just doing – they both are construction management majors from college. A lot of, a lot of eerie similarities yeah. here. Yeah, uh, I don't know about Nick. I have no interest in starting my own 
construction management company. Um, I would maybe, you know, maybe Nick. work for a company, but I, I have no interest in starting my own. I don't know, maybe you do, but it would be, it, it would really depend. My dad's a civil engineer, so he's, he's been in civil engineering his whole life. I don't think I would go into the civil engineering side. I think it would be really cool to to do something custom. You know what I mean? If you were doing custom building work and stuff like that, but um, but it, you know, it all depends. Um, I could see myself, you know, doing something in construction. Maybe with my little brother, he's a construction management major. Also, the goal is to not have to do construction management. No, no. I mean? But yeah, construction management. I always enjoyed construction management. I went in to college wanted to be a civil engineer like my dad and realized how hard that would be with football so i was like i'll do construction management and i love it you know what i mean but i don't know i've never i've never been afraid of doing construction if i had to yeah yeah i mean i i don't think i loved it quite as much as like i was i was very undecided on a major Mm -hmm. and i took a construction class in college and i was kind of interested in business i was like well these two things kind of merge a little bit so i was just this seems like a good major to have (laughs) it's it's kind of an engineer but not really it's like it's it's uh, a little less stressful yeah exactly it's like in the college of engineering so still you know it's a respectable degree but no doubt um so i had a couple internships in college with it and it was uh it was it was good it was it's one of those things like i you know hopefully i have a successful career and i don't have to do that but uh i don't know if it's exactly what i would do if like if i was done playing football today would i go try and find a job doing that i don't know so we'll see we'll see what happens yeah well los angeles i mean is one of those places where there's so many things to do off the field how have you guys embraced i mean i know you're from here nick but just just being here on a full-time basis for you kyle i mean how has it been just living in la and just being part of this community yeah it's it's cool it's so big it's so spread out so different it is than it, what there's, I'm used to. there's a million different bubbles exactly. right and there's a million different things to do and uh i haven't i haven't been able to do all of them i, I can tell you there's still a lot of things. like i haven't even i feel like you know living in orange county we're, we're so far away from la sometimes it's like there's a lot of touristy things up there i'd like to do when people come and visit that i haven't been yeah. able to do yet it's like off-season stuff yeah right? exactly it's, it's stuff you do in the off-season so um but for me it's just you know it's enjoying the weather, being able to go to the beach. The beach to me when I was growing up was a foreign thing. It was like it's yeah. so far away. It's basically another country. You know what I mean? Now so, it's in your backyard. And, and now I can be there in 15 minutes. So I just enjoyed that. Just, uh, you know, kind of the community and, and, and the culture living out here. It's so much different from what I'm used to. So it's it's been good. And then you also, obviously, the In-N-Out Burger has been yeah. <laughs> the good. And so, that's right up the street. That is, yeah. Literally, yeah. So it's uh, – it's been fun living out here. Well, animal style, you know. Oh yeah. Well, there's a big debate in the locker room. It's like either Whataburger or In and Out. And obviously, see, I've never had Whataburger. I haven't so I either. Can't, Kyle, you I said you had it once. On it. I've had it once. Uh, it but was you good. still say In and Out, right? I would still say In and Out. Um, they're they're definitely. Oh, you say? Well, oh my gosh. Oh, see, that's Megan's why Texas, everyone from yeah. Texas is going to go. They're so Whataburger. different to me, right? Like Whataburger is so like they're they're a lot. I feel like they're a lot bigger, a lot like wider. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like. Uh, I, I had I Five Guys. I'm from the East Coast. Five Guys is good. Five Guys was five guys. was big on the East Coast, and then they like grew and they yeah, came yeah. out here. And it's good. I I think In and Out is still sometimes one like for me. some. I'll still you, sometimes just like you'll crave In and Out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a difference between craving a burger and there's cra- you know craving In and Out. I'll crave In and Out sometimes. Yeah, that's like a nice meal. Me and my wife are like man. In and Out Burger sounds pretty. But good. You like their fries too. See, I'm I do like their fries. Not a fan of their fries. You don't like the fries? Yeah. See, thank you. No, I, I, I kind of like their fries. But In and Out, In and Out's cool because you just, it's so simple. But then you have like the little secret menu you could do. You know what I mean? You typically get like a three by three or whatever. Kyle, no, right? I get it. What's, I get what's that? Double. 
It's a three by three. What? So it's just like you know, instead of a double double, you can get three meat, three cheese. You can do as much as you oh, want. So it's like, like probably ten. Or I think there is a limit, know. but there's like a whole secret, you know, kind of. I, I mean, I know the animal style, but animal style. But yeah, even if you wanted your um, protein style or something, this protein or whatever, style. Where you get it on lettuce. You can even just get a grilled <laughs> three by three. You can get, I like, you can get a grilled cheese too. It's weekend. just the bun and cheese. If you wanted, you know, something yeah, else. A lot. You can Google it. Google uh, it. You can Google yeah. it. Uh, it's like Jamba Juice, the secret menu. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a secret menu of Jamba Juice too. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. You get like the uh, you can get like any Starburst flavor. I get like a white gummy, you know, like a gummy bear flavor. Let's go, yeah. let's go, Nick, with the with the knowledge. Oh, Jamba things Juice, you don't Cal know. Poly alumni, right there. They yeah. started Jamba Juice, so things you don't know. Yeah. Uh, all right, fellas, you've been gracious with your time. We'll get you out of here on this Thanksgiving weekend, Thanksgiving Thursday. W- what are you thankful for? Oh man. That's a good one. My mom always makes me answer that question. Yeah, I think. I'm th- this is this is for your families, yeah, by the way. I'm yeah. thankful for so much. Like I said, for me to be home uh, in my hometown, it's crazy because I get to spend Thanksgiving with my entire family. You know, it's great. Thankful for everything. You know, even being here in this hometown and playing in the NFL is a blessing. Thankful for my wife, my family. Again, even just being able to have a, a family Thanksgiving and me being responsible you know for the turkey and stuff like that that's exciting for me so it's there's a lot to be thankful for in our position i feel like yep. yeah obviously i'm thankful for the position i'm in being able to to play in the nfl and just yep. be in this situation it's something that a lot of guys uh that play football or even don't play football dream about doing yep. and so we're, you know we're very blessed and fortunate to be able to do this i'm very thankful for my family obviously i don't get to see them as much so um you know miss them wish them the best uh you know this holiday season and you know, I'll be back. Uh, I'll be back whenever the season's over and get to see them. So, uh, miss them. Thankful for them always. Good stuff, guys. Well, the uh, the stashes look good. I'm, I'm going to put a link up when we when we shoot out this podcast, oh, yeah. so people can donate to the to the cause, the November yeah, cause. We got cause. some people in the office with the, with some strong stashes. Yeah. Gabe, Gabe and Digital's his stash is coming in pretty good. Yeah, it's it's the effort that counts. A lot of the tra- a lot of the training staff t- uh, does it too. They they got some yeah. nice ones going. Yeah. yeah, Dylan too. Dylan came in hot. He he was growing a beard for a long time, and he Cantrell. Yeah, but he he was growing he it before. Yeah, See, but we he just shave, we shave these November first. Yeah, right? I wish we could have gotten a head start. Well, I saw the picture of Cole. You know, you see Cole's player shot, and he's got the beard. I'm like, well, right. he had to have shaved first, but right. he, he so he shaved November one. That's that's the rule, right? You got yeah. to yeah. go clean yeah. shaving November right. first. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll put a link up for that. And uh, best of luck down the way, guys. I mean, big one on Sunday and and keep it rolling. Appreciate your time. And we'll talk soon, bro. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Thanks. All right. That's going to do it for episode number 12 of the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. Now, this is a brand new podcast, so we need your help to move this up the charts on Apple Podcasts by giving us a rating and review. Please help spread the word. This podcast posts every Tuesday. And then be on the lookout this Wednesday night for an all-new Chargers Weekly. The Chargers look to bounce back against the Arizona Cardinals. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you back here next week.